Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 410 here in the studio in Pittston, 59 degrees and sunny. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs. Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. You can call the show, get involved, 570-883-0098. We're looking live from uh, Times Square where there appears to be thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters protesting the war with Israel right now in Times Square. We'll keep our eyes on that. It says right now the NYPD has everything under control. Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, well, that's Monday. Cambridge, Massachusetts, they had a rally on both sides there. Got some text messaging, and again, you can call or text 570-883-0098. Asked if, there is a, if there's any chance, I think, that Israel would use a nuclear weapon. Not locally, they wouldn't. Not for this, they wouldn't. Uh, and I don't even think if Iran got into it, they would because uh, they, they would use conventional strikes. I, I don't think that's a fear here and now. And as somebody said, are, the, are, are any of those Palestinian flag-waving countries willing to take Palestinians? Maybe uh, they can all chop a piece of their individual lands to make a real country for Palestine. No, there's not a single Arab country that's taking Palestinian refugees at this point. Not even the ones on their border. So that's something to be noted. Somebody else texted in, who will be the Speaker of the House, in my opinion? I hope not Jordan. At this point, who knows? Uh, Steve Scalise has withdrawn his name, but there are still his supporters saying they're going to support him. There's a couple of new names popping up, but Jim Jordan seems to be the front runner at this point. But we don't know. They they have a mess on their hand, and uh, hopefully they... they uh, They straighten it out because they really need to. Now, yesterday I was talking about the cost of living increase for Social Security. And I got a lot of text messages on it. I got some calls on it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of misnomers about the Social Security Trust Fund, the Social Security Fund. And, um, you know, I just wanted to expand on that. Plus, I got a couple of text messages about the Medicare Part B. So your cost of living for Social Security is going up 3.2%. Your Medicare Part B is going up $9.80 or 6%. And your deductible is going up by $14 for Medicare Part B. So not only are you getting a $9 and almost a $10 increase in your Part B, your deductible is also going up. But I want to clear up, and I did this a couple months ago, and it seemed to go over well. So I, I figured it would be good to bring it up again since they just you know decided to increase the uh, – the cost of living for Social Security, which they do every year, but the numbers just came out. So since 1983, every United States president has borrowed from the Social Security to pay for government expenditures. Usually payroll taxes paid by workers are deposited into trust funds, the Medicare trust fund, your Social Security trust fund. And the surplus funds are invested into special issue securities that are backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Basically, the government borrows the money at whatever the going interest rate is in these special issue securities. They borrow these bonds, 
from the Social Security Fund and the Medicare Fund. And they pay for government programs. Could be the stimulus. Could be the infrastructure bill. It could be stuff that they can't cover out of the general fund. They borrow money. Now, in the past, for the past two decades, we've been borrowing money at a very low interest rate. The past decade, you know, the, the start of the past decade, they were borrowing money at 2 and 3% interest. Now you're up 5 6 7%. And again, these aren't mortgage rates. These are what the, the special issued security bond funds are. The statement that a president, that presidents, any president, stole from the Social Security Fund is a misunderstanding of how the special issue bonds work. All borrowed from the Social Security asset reserves to finance government expenditures. expenditures. So they're not stealing from the Social Security Fund. They're not taking that money and using it for something else. It always has to be paid back, and we always have paid it back with interest. What's going on now is those interest payments, because we've just made some of them, because it's rotating every eight years, every 10 years. It depends on what they take the bonds out. These special issue bonds have maturities for up to 15 years. The Treasury repays these principal and interest amounts when the trust fund starts redeeming the bonds. So one of the arguments why Social Security is starting to uh, starting at a cash shortfall is that Congress raided the Social Security trust fund and never paid back the money. There were claims that lawmakers co-mingled the Social Security asset reserves with the general fund to finance the war, tax cuts. However, these claims are not true. The Congress has not pilfered the Social Security monies. They literally borrow from ourselves. Now, here's the thing where I tried to explain it then, and I'm going to explain it again. You pay your Social Security taxes. So you're putting money in the government's right hand. The government is taking that money from their right hand, and they are borrowing it by putting it in their left hand to use it for whatever they want. When it's time to pay the right hand back, they come to us, the taxpayer, and not only do we have to pay that money back, is we have to pay the interest on it, too. So they could put it back in the right hand to pay it out as Social Security beneficiaries, SSI, and everything else they put it out for. So since the bonds are sold by the federal government, it means that the government is borrowing money from the Social Security and paying interest on the amount borrowed. Otherwise, if the money is not invested, it would lose value through inflation. We've seen the amounts of inflation that goes up. So unless they're gaining interest, if you just put that money in a fund and didn't touch it, didn't do anything with it, it's losing money because every year, every, every month, interest is going, uh, inflation is going up, making that money worth less and less and less. Congress borrowing is expected to yield $804 billion in aggregate interest income between 2018 and 2027. So by borrowing the money out of the Social Security Trust Fund and not just letting it sit there, the Social Security Trust Fund actually makes $804 billion. The biggest problem with Social Security, though, is that it's a flawed system. It wasn't well thought out, so borrowing from it hastened the problem. But it isn't the cause. People are living longer. More people are living to retirement age, which means you consistently have a workforce trying to pay for a larger growing pool of Social Security recipients. It's basically a Ponzi scheme. And if you think about it, Social Security was always a triangle where the bottom of the triangle, the base, 
pays for those at the top of the triangle, the point, as it gets narrower and narrower, people who retire. That model is now a rectangle where the bottom is no longer a wide base. It's the same almost as the upper echelon. You have people leaving more. You have people not in a traditional workforce anymore. You have less people paying into it. There's less people now than there was. So that's the issue in the basis of Social Security, where it goes to that. So, uh, you know, the government borrowing from one fund via Treasury Securities, then paying those securities back with interest from another fund, it all comes back to us, the taxpayers. But no, no one has stole from the Social Security Trust Fund, no president, no party. It's not anything like that. Again, if the money just sat there, if they took all the Social Security taxes that we pay and they stuffed it in a a mattress and never touched it, that money would be worth less and less each month because of inflation. So instead, they said, well, instead of letting it just sit there, obviously they're not going to invest it in a stock market that's volatile or anything like that. Let's borrow that money from ourselves and pay us back interest for a profit to keep that fund solid. But like I said, people are living longer. People are retiring earlier. There's less people paying into the fund. And that triangle base has now become a rectangle. That's unsustainable because sooner or later, if this continues, the top of that's widening and widening. So what do we have to do? How do we fix that? And by we, I mean the people we send to Washington who can't even figure out who's in charge. Well, right now, at $172,000 a year, you no longer pay Social Security tax. It cuts off at that point. So let's continue there. That's one way to fix it. Do you have to look at the age? I know this is a, um, a strong point that people get very contentious over. But if people are living longer, something might have to be done. But look at all the options. Maybe, and from the models I've seen... If we continue to take Social Security, no matter what your income is, out, that fixes the problem. We don't have to raise the age. We don't have to do a lot of things that they're using as scare tactics in Washington. But one of the biggest things we have to realize as as Americans, as citizens, as voters, they could fix this problem tomorrow. They don't want to. They never have want to. Like I said, since 1983, this is what's been going on. Because it's for weaponization. It's for political fodder. It's to fight one another, to point fingers at one another, and scare each other, saying they're going to take away your Social Security, to scare our parents or our grandparents. You're going to live with less. You're going to have to do without your medication. You're going to have to do without food. You're, going to have to, you're not going to be able to pay your rent. You're going to be thrown out on the street after you lived in a house for 50 years. It's, a, it's, it's fixable. It's very fixable. But if they fix the problem, it's one less thing they can fight over. It's one less thing they can use against us. It's one less thing that they can try and gain votes for, fundraise on. We have to realize that that is their primary purpose. They could care less about us. Every single one of them. Their job is to exist in the position they are for money and power. You don't stay there. You don't do those things by solving problems. 
That's our mistake, and it's something we have to realize. Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. They are there for their own personal agenda. There's a reason why almost every single one of them come out richer than when they went in. There's a reason why the counties around Washington are all the richest counties in America. We just have to wake up to the fact. So again, Medicare and um, Social Security, cost of living will go up 3.2% in 2024. Your Medicare Part B is going up $9.80 or 6%, plus your deductible is also going up $14. That's uh, some clarity on the Social Security trust fund and what actually happens with that money when it comes out of our paycheck. Hopefully you found it uh, a little informative. I got a lot of good feedback the last time I went through it, so I figured it was worth going through it again. It is uh, 423 here at WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 427 here at the station, 59 degrees and sunny. Got a message in. Uh, hey, Rob, living in Hazleton, listening to WILK 1300 on radios and truck, house, and garage. Uh, we still get the Penn State football games in English. I don't know. I don't think the Penn State football games will be on 1300. Jake, am I wrong there, or do we not know? I, I would assume it's not going to be on 1300 anymore. It'll just be 910, 980, and 103.1 or the app. Correct. Yeah. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking there. So again, you have uh, hopefully. Can someone in Hazelton tell me? Can you get the WILK on 910 and 980 in that area, or do you have to use the app now? I'd love to find out that information myself. If not, don't make me drive around Hazleton, Hazleton. Come on. Well, we had some uh, tragic news outside of Philadelphia yesterday, and it's not Joe Biden speaking there today, but a Philadelphia police officer was killed in the airport parking garage shooting as he arrived for work. He was killed and another injured inside the airport garage as they attempted to stop a car theft late last night. The shooting broke out inside the parking garage at the Philadelphia International Airport just after 11 p.m. as the officers were beginning their shift with the department's airport unit. Two officers, 50-year-old and 60-year-old, had stepped out of their vehicle inside the garage when they observed a few individuals breaking into vehicles. One of the suspects allegedly opened fire and struck the 50-year-old multiple times in the torso. The officer, a 22-year veteran, with the department was pronounced dead at 1134 inside Penn Presbyterian. He leaves behind a wife and one child. The officer that was pronounced that was murdered tonight, he is uh, married with a child, and they are here at the hospital. As you can imagine, heartbroken and devastated that the family member is not coming home tonight, said the acting police commissioner in Philadelphia. You never know what the, the state of things are now. You know, here are these officers heading to work on a Thursday night, starting their shift. They get out of their vehicle and they see someone breaking into the uh, cars, several people breaking into the cars. And something as simple as that, I shouldn't say as simple as that, but, you know, a lot of a lot of cities, Washington, D.C., for one, you know, San Francisco, don't consider vehicle theft a major problem. If your car is broken into in, in say, San Diego— the police don't even come to that anymore. They give you a report number over the phone. They don't even come out. 
It happens so frequently. They can't tie up the staffing to come and take a report or, or look for anyone. It's just not a thing that's done anymore. A lot of these cities, you look at Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and carjackings are through the roof. And most of the assailants are teens, young teens. Not, I'm not talking 17, 18, 19. I'm talking about 14, 13. It's just crazy what's going on. But here's just you know what some would say is a simple property crime. Just like they say, you know, these retail thefts, these smash and grabs where they're going in. You know, and it's happened there too, where someone goes to stop them, take out a gun and take out a knife and, you know, prevent them. That's how these things go down. That's why I've said here on this station, you know, this is what these corporations have asked for. This is what these cities have asked for. The mayors have asked for. The leadership has asked for. So, uh, you know, you tell them, you know, if you could take video, take video. But don't get involved because uh, they'll hang you out to dry if it goes bad. And you're putting yourself at risk because something like this. They're stealing vehicles in a parking lot, airport parking lot. Police come approach them. They open fire several times. So now they're looking, well, not the death penalty in Pennsylvania, but at least the charge of that or life in prison. Again, in Philadelphia, who knows? Tragedy that didn't need to happen. It's uh, 431 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 437 here at the station, 59 degrees and mostly sunny. It's the point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 68 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, four of them from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start off with police officer James Edward Simonetti, Carnegie Mellon University Police Department of Pennsylvania in 2021 on this day. Died from complications as a result of contracted COVID-19 while performing his duties on campus. We have patrolman Sean Delbert Rager, Johnstown Police Department, night 2016 on this day. Suffered a fatal heart attack shortly after completing an active shooter training with the Cambria County Specialized Emergency Response Team. Sergeant Morris J. Albany Jr., Upland Borough Police Department here in Pennsylvania, 1976 on this day was shot and killed in a tavern at the intersection of 15th Street and Sean Terrace when he attempted to take action during a robbery while he was off duty. And Assistant Chief of Police Anthony Maslowski, Exeter Borough Police Department in 1918. Assistant Chief of Police Anthony Maslowski and Chief of Police George Dwarski died after contracting the Spanish flu while working with the borough's health board in uh, placarding homes of residents who had contracted the illness. The borough councilman who was working the health board also died after contracting the illness. Those are our four from our area here in northeast Pennsylvania. Look at some text messages coming in. Uh, And you can call or text at 570-883-0098. I know it's Friday. Friday the 13th. Do you have any plans? I'm, like I'm going to say, it's uh, got to figure out what I'm doing. I'm thinking about going out to dinner tonight myself. I don't know if it's one of those uh, nights uh, where I want to cook at home. You know, deserve a night out every now and then. Speaking of nights out, it's uh, Jake's birthday on Monday. Jake. 
How old are you going to be, Jake? 34. 34. Yeah. Got any plans for the weekend or on Monday? I know you're going to have me running solo, but I think I got Johnny at the helm, right? So at least I'm in good hands. Yeah, you'll be in, as Allstate would say. You deserve, (laughs) yep. Thank you. Definitely deserve your time off to enjoy and celebrate. But any any plans for the weekend? Well, well, obviously tomorrow is basically rain, rain, rain all day. But yeah, but excuse me, celebrating with Kelly's taking me out to dinner on Sunday and then Next weekend, next weekend, I'll be able to celebrate with my parents. My dad came down with COVID, and thankfully, he's feeling better. He's feeling a lot better than he was on Tuesday. So, yeah, celebrating with Kelly this weekend, then celebrating with my parents next weekend. I'll tell Mr. Heller I wish him the best. Hopefully, he gets over it quickly. He will, I'm sure. He's listening right now. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. I would hate to be homesick listening to me, but (laughs) 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 I guess there's better, there's worse things that could be going on. Oh, I'm sure he's been... I'm sure he's been very, very animated over the past couple of days. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Thank you for the birthday wishes and definitely looking forward to it. And good. Nice you know, three just, day weekend. Oh, it's, it's, it's like I said, it stinks. The, you know, the weekend's going to be what it has to be with rain wise. It's not typical, snow, fo- typical fault. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't say that too loud. Dirtiest four letter word of the month. My pool's still open. I, I was hoping that we'd have a weekend here. This is the first weekend in the last six weekends that I don't have anything to do. I'm busy the next two weekends, so I was hoping to do some yard work, get my pool covered. It's not going to happen unless I'm going to do it in the rain, and I don't think I'm going to do it in the rain. So I don't know when I'm going to get my pool covered. Well, this is <laughs> this is probably it after this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I'm – what's next? Next weekend I'm going to be down in Annapolis for football again. They're playing uh, – Navy plays Air Force next week. Oh, so I remember good, you saying how excited you are about that game. Yeah, that's a big game. And uh, Yeah, I don't have to worry about the Steelers this weekend, thankfully. Where's NASCAR? Are they <laughs> Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Oh, that's yeah, right. Las yep. Vegas. And as of last Sunday, it's now down to eight drivers over these final four weeks to determine the championship. So this Sunday, it'll be 2.30 on NBC, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And those drivers that are still mathematically eligible for this championship, we have William Byron, Martin Trex Jr., the two guys that you talked to at Pocono back in July. Denny Hamlin, is this finally the year that he gets that championship? Kyle Larson, our champion of two years ago. Chris Buescher, first time that he's made it this far into the playoffs. Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, and Ryan Blaney. Those are the eight guys left. And one of them will become a champion November 5th at Phoenix. And obviously, with only four races left, four races left in Kevin Harvick's career. And next weekend at Miami, they're actually naming the race in honor of him. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I know how to pick who I interview, right? Oh, That's for sure. <laughs> uh, we should, I, I just need to pass that on to them. Maybe they're going to make me interview them each year. You know how <laughs> superstitious those well, guys are. 2024 schedule is out. And Pocono next year will be a weekend earlier. It's going to be July 14th. July 14th. Yeah. Because next year, next year, it's a totally different animal with the Olympics and with that being the NBC part of the season, they're going to be off for two solid weeks from the end of July to the beginning of August because of the Olympics. Pesky old Olympics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see what's going to happen there. Well, it's uh, 443 here at WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 449 here in the station, 59 degrees and sunny time for today in history and the biggest thing today and i know navy guy is listening is uh 
Today marks the 248th birthday of the United States Navy, which traces its roots back to the early days of the American Revolution. On October 13, 1775, the Continental Congress established a naval force. Happy birthday, United States Navy at 248 years old. It is actually older than America itself. And it's the only armed services that is specifically named in uh, our Constitution to create a Navy and Marine Corps, Marine Force. Gotta, gotta love my Marines out there as well. But uh, all the armed services, Army, the Air Force, and our Coast Guard now under the umbrella of the Department of Homeland Security. What else do we have today? Uh, World War II, the new government of Italy sides with the Allies and declares war on Germany on this day in 1943. Ameritech Mobile Communications, now AT&T, launched the first U.S. cellular network in America, in Chicago, on this day in 1983. Man, look where we are now. And for our, for our sports guys out there, in 1903, Boston defeated Pittsburgh in the first World Series. Jake, did you know today's the date of the first World Series? That is so hard to believe. I mean, 1903 I, on I this mean, day. I mean, I knew it was in 1903, but yeah. And Boston Americans, they would become the Boston Red Sox, which are my baseball team. So there you go. Yeah, yep. I know. I know. Um, Sue, whenever she's in, she's talked about how disappointing of a year it's been. <laughs> so, yeah, it's right about that time. Yeah, gotta I know. Love, gotta love playoff baseball. <laughs> I know the the Yankees uh, didn't do too well this year, but oh, no. it, it worked out really well for the Rail Riders. Most of the Rail Riders were on the Yankees, you know, final couple of rosters when they were playing, which is very common. Uh, my girls, when they were younger, caught Derek Jeter's last foul ball here at the, our stadium right that here. That is awesome. So well, have it somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I would covet that for sure. <laughs> I went to try and, uh, you know, he left on his own, obviously. I tried to get him to sign it. But, uh, you know, it's busy whose he is. He's the, the Taylor Swift of baseball, I guess. And uh, just she continues to get more PR than the NFL as a whole right now. And they're kind of embracing it. Oh, they are. <laughs> they're they're truly embracing it. Now it's their winning streak is because of her. You know, and you know what I loved last night? I loved how Al Michaels talked more about the spread than he did about Taylor Swift. Like when Kansas City kicked a field goal towards the end and, and made it eleven and the spread was ten and a half. Yeah. And I loved how Al Michaels was saying, That's very important for some of our friends that are tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. Just a little. But uh you know, I even I don't think I've watched an NFL game yet this this season. I've caught pieces of them, but never just sat down just to, hey, I'm going to watch this game today. Uh, just wait if it's Kansas City and San Francisco in the Super Bowl. They'll be showing Taylor Swift about 800 times. Oh. Yeah. You know, I, I guarantee you if that's the case, they do incorporate her into the halftime. I mean, who even knows if she'll still be with Travis Kelsey by then? Well, then there'll be an album out about him that we can <laughs> oh, talk yeah. about then. It'll be incorporated into the halftime show. <laughs> you know what? I, I just think it's it's a lose-lose situation for him because, you know, all her fans that are flocking to the NFL and buying all this merchandise and buying his jersey, they will turn on him like the d d slighted spouse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a whole. And you're talking 
millions of fans. Yeah, so it, it's, he'll be one of the most hated men in America. Yeah. If and when. <laughs> and like 10 years from now, like he's going to have a daughter maybe who's going to look at him and says, why did you do that to Taylor Swift? She could have yeah. been my mommy. <laughs> it's just ridiculous how it was early on in the game last night and Kansas City was only up 3 nothing. And Travis caught this one pass, and immediately within seconds, Amazon had to show Taylor Swift, Donna Kelsey, his mom, and Brittany Mahomes, Patrick's wife, seeing the three of them celebrate together over a freaking catch. Yeah. A catch. Unreal. Well, it just goes to show yeah. where our society isn't accomplished wise. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite things, uh, just to put a period on it, was on Sunday, and I was listening to when it was towards the end of the four o'clock games. And I was listening to the Minnesota Vikings and the Kansas City Chiefs. It was actually a pretty good game. And Paul Allen, who's the play-by-play guy for the Minnesota Vikings, I, I, I just love Paul's sarcasm that he has. And the very last play of the game, Kirk Cousins drops back, gets sacked within like a second or two. And Paul Allen was like, Cousins drops back to pass, and the game is over. And the Chiefs win, and for everyone that was wondering, no, Taylor Swift was not here today, but she has to be happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Paul Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, is what it is. I, this new yeah. generation. I mean, from a marketing perspective, if I was part of NFL marketing, yeah, you got to jump all over it. Mm-hmm. You got to get what you oh, can out have. of it because, yeah. oh, they really have. But yeah. I mean, sports as a whole. I mean, they, uh, she is their... literally getting more than uh, the NFL as a whole. On their Instagram page, the NFL's Instagram page, it says some sort of crap like. Some Kansas, sort of crap. Some sort of crap. I, like I love City. having Jake it's, in the control room. <laughs> I don't sugarcoat anything, but yeah, it nope. says it says Swifties are three and O or something like that. Like ever since they started dating, they haven't lost a game. Like give me. Yeah, a but she's like Eddie. zero and four with boyfriends, so exactly. it doesn't look good for and Kelsey. Trav- and Travis Kelsey, ten years in the NFL, best tight end in the NFL. If you ask me, he's having career low numbers so far this season. I'm just gonna leave it at that. There you go. And two injuries. <laughs> NFL breakdown by Jake. It's uh, 4.55 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show at WILK News Radio. It is 4.58 here, almost the turn of the hour. 59 degrees and sunny. Well, this morning the, the Border Patrol caught two Lebanese men in their 20s, military-aged, attempting to enter into the... Uh, the country at the Eagle Pass entrance. They've also apprehended several Egyptian men at Eagle Pass yesterday. Officials said they have apprehended uh, 19 Iranians and 17 Syrians Syrians uh, over the past week at our southern border. Something we need to keep uh, an eye on. Could be... Uh, could be nothing, could be everything. I mean, it's no secret about our southern border. And if they've been planning this Hamas meeting for the past two years, look where our border's been for the past two years. Do Will we ever learn? Hopefully. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. We'll see. Just looking through some text messages now saying somebody can't afford to leave their light on for trick-or-treaters anymore due to electricity. That's pretty funny. It's 5 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back after the top of the hour with the Rob O'Donnell Show.